And we're back with episode 49 of Miserable and Reckless, bringing you unfiltered opinions on sports, music, culture, and all things the South. I'm Logan, sitting here with Ryan, Dustin, and Morgan. Um, Make sure you go and follow us on social media, on Twitter and Facebook, and go subscribe on Apple Podcasts, give us five stars, a great review, and make sure you subscribe on Spotify as well. We're available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon, and pretty much anywhere where podcasts are available. A little bit of housekeeping. Stay tuned for next week. It's our 50th episode and our one-year celebration. You heard that right, folks. Miserable and Reckless is turning one. So you've had one year of hearing us bitch and complain about everything under the sun. It's going to be an extra special episode next week for episode number 50 of Miserable and Reckless. All right. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Ryan, what you got? So for the penultimate episode leading up to one year of Miserable and Reckless, I have nothing really but good things to say. Sorry. Uh, um, I have a mini bless your heart. Uh, first of all, you guys know about this because I texted the guys. <laughs> I can't believe you're getting mini bless your heart on the all my I am. Go for it. I am. Oh my god! <laughs> you already know about this. It's all about you. I've, it is. My community raised a lot of money for uh, a. Uh, a helper in the community. And I thought it was really nice. Within four days, they raised the amount of money that he needed to fly his mom here. And I thought that was awesome. That maybe that's an awesome. Okay. My good was seeing our buddy, Chris over the week. That was it. That was the mini bless your heart. We raised a lot of money for this guy to be able to fly his mom. His his mom passed away to be fair. And so they needed some uh, effort to get his mom to, to this place. So he, uh, he could bury her. We'll leave it at that. There's a, a lot of other stuff there. And I was very proud of my community for being able to do that in four days. Um, that's awesome. Good. Seeing Chris over the weekend, uh, you, got, you guys threw me off a little bit. Seeing Chris over the weekend was pretty cool. That's a buddy of ours. Um, Dustin, I know you got a chance to see him the weekend before. Uh, that was a blast. I was happy to hang out with him, watch old videos in the basement, um, just have the girls get together and see the kids and how they've grown and see his new place. That's really cool. Uh, there is a bad though. Um, Uncle Angle showed up and, and, and that wasn't good. Um, so Uncle Angle was hanging out with Ollie and I think he was supposed to be the responsible one because Chris was hanging out with his daughter in the pool. And when you're with a kid in the pool, it's assumed that the other adult in the yard will be watching the kid on the trapeze. That didn't quite, quite go as planned. Um, he showed me that he could put, I, maybe I shouldn't have said his name on the air. He showed me that he could put one foot on the uh, on the trapeze. And then he said, I think I can do two. And so I said, well, and he goes, will you hold my feet? And I figured, like, if he knows he can do two, I'll just hold both of his ankles up there. And then he put both of his hands on the ground. And I figured, like, this is okay. He knows what he's doing. So I trusted, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know how I'm not going to put it out there how old he is, but I trusted a very Small young child, child. <laughs> to be able to hold himself in the air doing ba- basically an Olympic gymnast move. And uh, it didn't end well. There's a lot of tears. Um, Chris immediately had to revert from his responsibilities in the pool because Uncle Angle had uh, not done his responsibilities on the trapeze. And this, ladies and gentlemen, is why I'm doing you all public service by not having kids and by not being around your kids. So, um, that was my bad of the week. And, uh, <laughs> my ugly of the week is that I logged into a, a, uh, a work call, which I thought was, you know, we're, we're all working from home and on zoom. And I thought it was going to be appropriate that I was wearing a hat 
And I was immediately catcalled by my client, who's a Florida Gators fan, for wearing a Carolina hat because he, oh, Mr. Uppity all of a sudden loves his recruiting class. Listen here, sir. <laughs> Listen here, sir. This is a work call, and we're not going to talk about your professional quarterback who just got cut from the Jaguars, okay? But we can go there if you want to. So, uh, yeah, just I thought that was an ugly opinion, and I didn't appreciate it on a profession in a professional setting. All I hear so, from that is you just threw Tim Tebow under the bus. Huge if true. That's that's breaking news, right? Breaking here news. I didn't say anything about his Mets career, nor did I say anything about him working with Marty Smith this fall. I just said that <laughs> to get back at my jab at Carolina, I, I know which buttons to push with my client. I've worked with him for four years, and if he's going to throw that shade my way on a Zoom call on a Thursday afternoon, then uh, we can go from there, sir. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dustin, good, the bad, and the ugly. No good this week. Um, bad. Uh, I earlier in the week I started dealing with like a stomach bug and battling through that all week, which has been awesome, as many of you can imagine. And then my second bad is on Wednesday, um, watching my daughter as my wife's writing, playing there, hanging out with her. And she turns around and pokes me in the eye. <laughs> Didn't just poke me in the eye. As I later found out, because I ended up having to go to the eye doctor in the afternoon, she scratched my cornea all the way across my eye. And that's why it was hurting all day. And uh, I basically have been putting drops in my eyes for past uh, almost 36 hours trying to help take care of that. And it's feeling much better because apparently the eye heals very quickly. But nevertheless, um, that happened. And so, you know, it's one of those just kept on pouring on that front. Um, wow. And ugly is the Orioles have lost 15 in a row. Um, <laughs> I don't think the rebuild's going too well. Um, so, you know, there's that. And then I guess my only other ugly, and, and you know, we're, I don't say this in any political way, but uh, the events of Afghanistan this past week are a pretty horrible thing to watch, um, both from a human perspective, but also from America's uh, perspective and the perspective of our military. But I will say I did hear, I guess I do have a little bit of a positive spin to my good, bad, the ugly this week. Um, one of the, a, a lady who's been in national security for 40 plus years from seeing uh, your own down to now basically said in her message to the troops and I'm paraphrasing uh, for the guys who were on the ground and actually were out there patrolling doing the work like you didn't fail you, you were filled by your leadership but you didn't fail us you bought us a lot of time to uh, harden ourselves you know here in our country you took out the, you took out the objective you were given and you serve your country well, and you have nothing to be ashamed of. So uh, I thought that was well said, and I just wanted to pass that along to America as we, you know, kind of watch the events unfold this past week and weekend in Afghanistan. Yeah, so that's thank, my thank bad, bad, ugly, ugly. Up. Go ahead. Yeah, hey, Morgan, uh, your turn, man. Good, the bad, and the ugly. Oh, okay. Um, let's see. I got a good, great, awesome, maybe ugly here. So let's start. With the, 
Maybe, it, could, it could go either. It could go either way. Let's let's you know let's just roll with it and see what happens. Uh, good. Mold is gone from the cabin. Oh. Uh, and it's fixed. There is a new roof. There is a new kitchen floor. That's awesome. We man. are uh, we are back in um, shape for a future cabin weekend. Nice. Uh, I'm going to go up cool. and check it out um, another weekend or two. Make sure everything's going smoothly with it. But I think we should be able to have a cabin weekend here real soon. Uh, fall cool. weather, church soup, you know, fire pit going. Maybe you might get a little excited and rent a fight. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Visit the VFW for the local gunfight. Hey, if you don't bring a gun, I'm sure you'll find one somewhere. <laughs> um, can we go great. on national can uh, we go on national pizza day <laughs> sorry even better even better even no better. one except for the people on the trip which is half the audience anyway um understands any of the context of these comments <laughs> so quick side note to that one we when the last time we all met up at my dad's cabin we were there on pizza national pizza day weekend and uh we ordered a pizza i think probably around one o'clock in the afternoon and by i'd say nine o'clock at night they kept saying they hadn't made it yet so we went up there and i think there's about 20 or 30 other people up there who had ordered a pizza hours earlier and hadn't received it yet they did not anticipate that many people calling in our national pizza day to order you know, they're free, semi-cheap pizza. So I don't know how you don't figure people are going to call in on that day, but whatever. Um, then later that night, a gunfight broke out at the VFW, probably over not getting their pizza. <laughs> so, All right. good, good times at the cabin. Anyway, onward. So <laughs> awesome, ugly. Uh, my birthday was this past Monday. Uh, turned 39 and feel great still feel young but it is the last year in my 30s I'm, uh, almost countdown 40 to, countdown to 40 is officially started I'm going to start calling you old man Irby <laughs> so I got all my dark hair <laughs> I'm not, not, not coloring it yet <laughs> but that's my good great awesome slash ugly all right so i guess that leaves me um i'm gonna start off with the good yeah we are two weeks away from college football starting off and as anyone who has listened to a handful of episodes know that we are big college football fans here on miserable and reckless and september 2nd nc state versus south florida uh i'm gonna be there in person carter finley stadium on a thursday night It'd be a fun fun time finally after i uh, got to go to one socially distanced game last year but Last year was the first time since 2012 that I had not been at pretty much every single home game for NC State, so it'll be it'll be good to be back in a full stadium at Carter Finley. Definitely looking forward to that. All right, my bad. It's it's Thomas Rat. I whoa. Hey, look, I call it. I call I call balls and strikes, man. I don't I don't I don't feel for anybody in the music game. Thomas Rat, I gave him a lot of credit on his most recent album. Country, uh, country again, side A or whatever it was called. But then he thought, released a single. I thought you were going to overlook this. Damn it! 
<laughs> he, I didn't text you about it. <laughs> he released a single from what is going to be side B, and yeah. it was the biggest bait and switch. I should have called it, but TR, I want to like you, man. I want to like your music. Like you, you went us back into the right direction with your last album, but this single is atrocious. It's called Redneck Be Like. It has a, a dance that accompanies it for a TikTok trend. Like you're a father of, of what three with another one on the way. You don't want to be you don't want to be drifting behind Walker Hayes with Fancy Be Like because this is pretty much the same thing. It's awful. What are you doing? Bad. Thomas Rhett Redneck Be Like. All right, and then my finally kind of like about time slash finally moment was I have to make one comment and give credit where credit's due. Cause like I said, I like to call balls and strikes. I criticize the media enough. Finally, some in the mainstream media and Jake Tapper actually were critical of the current administration with the Afghanistan thing. So props to Jake Tapper for that. But it just is unfortunate that it took a something of this proportions for you to finally say something critical, but I got to give Jake Tapper Props for actually asking tough questions and not asking him what his favorite color uh, flavor of ice cream is. So there's the Jake Tapper on that. That's my good, bad, and finally for this week. <coughs> All right, moving into the weekend look ahead. What you guys got? Cleaning. <laughs> what does Morgan never- have every weekend? Cleaning. Walks in the park. More cleaning. Oh, shit. If it's going to be as hot as it was this, today, this weekend, I'm not going outside the house. <laughs> it's damn hot as hell down here. <clears throat> I never know quite when to butt in with all the things I'm supposed to say about the weekend. Look ahead. Once I no, like the dads. What, what, what race we got? Is there a golf match? <laughs> once, I, once I let the dads finish <laughs> Once, once I let the dads finish with what they're doing with the weekend. All right, guys. So anyways, I'm going to visit a dad this weekend. He's in Delaware. It's my in-laws. So I'll be enjoying that. Once again, if you listen to the last three months, six months of this podcast, I've been annoyed that I couldn't go visit family and friends. So at least I'm doing the things I wanted to do. Uh, yes, there's a race this weekend, Morgan. It's in NASCAR. It is Michigan. And then we go to Daytona. Michigan's not that exciting. Daytona is very exciting. Uh, there was two road courses like we talked about last week. It was in Indianapolis. Supposedly that was a big deal. Some of us watched it. Some of us didn't. Some of us didn't care. Um, AJ Allmendinger had a surprise win. That was kind of a fun deal because it uh, he wasn't expected to win and he was not in the playoff standing. So it kind of knocked some people out. So that's kind of fun. Um, really, there was no surprise at who won. Larson, Elliott were right behind. Matt Benedetto. I did want to point this out about him because I don't think we've talked about him a lot on the podcast and I'll keep it short and sweet. He got in fifth place and this guy's a really good guy for those people that are, could give a crap about when I talk about this. Listen, this guy's awesome. He cares so much. He's been in crap rides and he's worked his way up and he's put a lot of his money and paychecks back into his rides. And he's doing this at the cup level, which takes a lot of money. Um, his wife's all in. Uh, he's a really fun dude. Uh, Dale Jr. is aware of this and always calls him D Burrito when he's interviewing him, which I think is hysterical because he says, man, I'm from North Carolina. I can't say all those fancy letters. <laughs> the guy's <laughs> name is not that hard. It's Matt Benedetto, but uh, he's... I know, that sounds hard. <laughs> so he calls him Matt D Burrito. So then he started selling. This happened while I was in Nashville uh, back in 2018. He started selling 
like the 5950 flatback caps that had a burrito wrapped up and had his number on the side of it. That's a brilliant marketing move, by the way. So uh, just props to this guy for sticking with it and just grinding and doing what he's got to do. Matty Benedetto, if you ever catch a race and you want to see where like, like a guy's at that you can actually pull for, you hate Chase Elliott, you hate the other guys. I get it. Go pull for that guy. Uh, we got two more races left until the playoffs. Keep it at that. Golf. You asked Morgan. The playoffs started today. So there's three more weekends of golf leading into the, I know we teased this a year ago, Logan. The 2021 Ryder Cup is finally here. <laughs> <laughs> we only teased it in episode 11 or whatever it was. Um, so there's there's a there's a, a, a golf tournament in Jersey City this weekend, which is a big deal. They cut the playoff field in half from 125 to 65. Keep it at that. Four days of golf. Uh, they they come to Baltimore next. That's kind of a fun fact. They haven't done that in Baltimore in a very long time. So if you're in the Maryland or Baltimore area or are close by, you could come watch a playoff tournament and you'll see some very good people. Tiger Woods is not playing, but Rory and all the rest will be here. And then they end in Atlanta, which they always do at Eastlake Golf Club. And if you're bored, I would encourage you to Google Eastlake Golf Club and find out their menu because it's the second best to the Masters. You can get all sorts of stuff for like three and four bucks there. It's fantastic. And they always end the golf tournament there. I feel like it's something that maybe we can do someday. I don't know. That's my weekend look at it. Hard pass on Atlanta? Are we going to the game? I'm interested in that want, i would do that you don't want to go see the whale sharks and maybe go to a nascar race and then go to a golf tournament and eat three dollar sandwiches and no not really <laughs> as a duke fan i'm surprised you don't like three dollar ham sandwiches i like brunswick too Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. well they better have good food at duke because the product on the field sucks so <clears throat> All right. So moving into the Southern spotlight where we highlight something specific, like a Southern business person or thing this week, Morgan, you're up. Well, you mentioned brunch of stew. I got a nice little place. I'd like to mention real quick over in Cary, North Carolina called Danny's barbecue. Uh, they have another spot in Durham, but I go to this one probably at least once a week for lunch. And always when my dad comes to the town, he likes to get uh, some food from there as well. But their uh, brisket sandwich is phenomenal. That ounce of fat sliced perfectly. Texas toast. Um, I always get the Texas sweet barbecue sauce. It's amazing. Their Brunswick stew is, it's not church parking lot Brunswick stew, but it's pretty good. Enough to get two servings of it. Uh, let's see what else they got. Their potato salad is pretty decent, and also carry Kansas City ribs and St. Louis ribs. Both are worth actually getting. Even the St. Louis, as much as I don't like St. Louis, their uh, their St. Louis ribs are really good. What did you say it was called? Danny's Barbecue. Hold on. Because I'm going to have to check that out if it's in Cary. Dan- you know, I, Dan- I love some barbecue. So. Danny's Barbecue is right next to uh, Wake Mad. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. That's not far from where I, I live currently. I'm going to have to eat there sometime soon. It's really good. Uh, like I said, the brisket sandwiches are good. The pulled pork is good. 
their Kansas City and St. Louis ribs are really good. You got uh, I got filled peas. I got collards. Nice. Dead salad breadsticks stew. Really good. It, it looks it's good. actually I'm better. Looking at pictures of it right now. Yeah, actually, um, it's better <laughs> than uh, aviators too. Really? Because yeah, aviators has always got uh, a lot of fat on their brisket. Yeah. Um, this place is just sliced thin and nothing but meat. I will say, with all this brisket text, I can't wait for Brett's text in a few days. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, maybe when you guys come down for um, road trip, Raleigh, we, can, we, we, we can go or, or, or cabin weekend. We can. It's nowhere near the cabin, but you know, we can <laughs> do that too. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah, in, definitely. Man. Definitely, Let's if anything, road trip to Raleigh, we'll take you guys over there. It's, it's really good. Hey, don't oh, tell yeah. me with a good time. <laughs> yeah, I'm, as a, I'm in. And as a pretend whole food plant based person, I'm very so, excited by the field peas and collards. <laughs> oh, the field, Chris gets the field peas every time. She loves them. I see. Uh, but a little backstory on the couple came up from the uh, from Florida in the early 80s and they got up to uh to the area in 80, I think it was 88 or 89, said that they had a hard time finding some good barbecue. So they decided to open up their own joint. So Morgan, is the banana pudding any good? I have not had it yet, actually. It says right here, it's available for only $2.49. Bananas, cookies, and toppings. See, here's, here's I, I get quite judgy on the banana pudding because most places we know, give you this we, we know that. crap <laughs> and there's so many places that just give you the horrible terrible basically they take a can of or a, a cup of like uh, i don't even know what you call it like not yogurt that's not the right term but they put it they just give you this instant stuff out of a box and it's Pre- disgusting and presentation's uh, probably usually not good either is it no and so I, I'm sitting here looking. I was looking at pictures of it and looking at their menu. And I'm like, oh, banana pudding. What do we got here? <laughs> I will, I will try it out next time, and I'll report please, it back. Please do. I, uh, I, I would send everybody to Gardeners and Rocky Mount to get their banana pudding, but they switched over to the instant crap too. So, oh, we, uh, <laughs> so Morgan, you're our last good hope. Plus, that banana pudding better be good to make anybody go to Rocky Mountain on purpose. <laughs> but, yeah. No, this place looks awesome, Morgan. This is a good choice. Yeah. I look forward to checking it out when we're in Raleigh. I always say the whole, the ones that are the hole in the walls, they're usually the best food. Oh, yeah, man. That's true. All right. So, moving right along. As we always like to do over the last few weeks, we find some of the craziest tales that happen within this great country, the United States of America. So far, Florida is undefeated. So, Ryan, Florida or the field, what you got this week? See, what could it be this week? (laughs) Well, this is going to be from anywhere in the South. Trust me. As soon as you hear this headline. Pausing for effect. (laughs) <laughs> Drunk man yells, come and get me to deputies, then arrested. <laughs> <laughs> a man, this is a true story happened last week. 
A man was arrested this weekend after fleeing a traffic stop, then later came back to taunt officers and do donuts on his four-wheeler, according to the sheriff's office. He's 24. I know that comes as a big surprise to everyone. Shocker. He was charged with fleeing, attempting to elude, and reckless driving. After he ran away from a traffic stop Saturday night, he was stopped along with two other four-wheelers on a county road. Well, the two other vehicles actually stopped. This is what the article says. Our hero rode away from the deputies. (laughs) Our hero. (laughs) First of all, that tells you everything you need to know about the newspaper is that they literally put in the newspaper with the deputies' names, our hero rode away from the deputies. First of all, that that writer is never going to get a free coffee anywhere in town ever again. Later that night, the 24-year-old returned to the traffic area where he had been stopped with a beer in his hand yelling, come and get me to the deputies before he rode off again on his four-wheeler, four-wheeler according to the sheriff's office. So he got away with it. Then he returned to the scene of the crime to taunt them. This is the, I, I love this. Oh, Don't, God. Deputies tried to catch up to, I'm going to give his last name, Tried to catch up to Clark. That's his last name. But when they turned the corner onto Margaret Boulevard, he sped at full speed at the deputies, holding a beer can in his hand and yelling at them. (laughs) I mean, this could have happened in my hometown. It definitely could have happened to Running Rapids. (laughs) Deputies went to Clark's home to arrest him. They waited there. Eventually, he arrived. He said he had no memory of the incident because he had had fun being intoxicated, according to deputy. <laughs> the end. <sighs> I'm going with the field. I mean, seriously, Every this week. could have been in Halifax, Virginia, but you know, I, I'm going to stay consistent here. I'm going Florida. Logan. I, th- I think I'm going to vote the field this this time because this could happen in any any rural area, any, in any town USA. Yeah. I've seen variations of this happen a couple of times in North Carolina, but this unfortunately was Kyle Birch in Tampa. No, I'm just kidding. It was in Tampa, it was in, it was in Tampa Florida. It was in Tampa, Florida, and that's not true for the record. He never did this. Nor does he live in Tampa, Florida, but this happened in Tampa, Florida. Nah, he, he, nah, he just got drunk and got into a dryer. It's a true story, but I don't know if he listens to this, so I feel uncomfortable repeating that. <laughs> Seven in Tampa, Florida. Tampa. I, I believe they are. They are what? Ten and zero, nine and zero. Yeah, Tampa strikes again. Logan's favorite city. Yeah, I look. I would definitely go back to Tampa, but it's, they're crazy people down there. So, what I want to know is, was this one of your friends? Because this happened within the last week in Tampa, Florida. Well, you guys were down there. Well, if they got a hold of some four wheelers and didn't tell me, I'd have been pissed. What's the statute of limitations when you steal a bulldozer in a school zone? I'm just asking for a friend. <laughs> you might want to consult your attorney on that. Yeah. Your friends your friends should consult an attorney on that. And the uh, miserable and reckless legal fund is running a little low these days. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not looking to put anything on the air. I'm just saying that there's been variations on this that I've seen multiple times. And trust me, it wasn't from behind the wheel of a bulldozer. <laughs> So there's been some interesting occasions that I've seen. They left uh, the keys here. Yeah. 
<laughs> Thankfully, there were no cops that night, and and we could just make our way peaceably home. <laughs> you mean your friend? Florida. I said your we. Friend. I said we could make our way peaceably home. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't a bulldozer and myself. That's for damn sure. <laughs> that would have been a little noticeable. <laughs> this has been Florida or the field. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> All right, oh, Dustin, wow. kick us off with the next topic. <clears throat> of course. So uh as we discussed earlier, as Logan brought up and I know Angel has been thinking about college football right around the corner. Mm-hmm. And we've we've been kind of harping on that a little bit here the past few weeks, but we've been doing it because we're in the midst of crazy times in college football. There's realignment. You know, Texas and Oklahoma are officially going to the SEC at some point between now and 2025, which has kicked off the other conferences figuring out, well, what are we going to do to keep up with the SEC? So over the past couple of weeks, the talk is that the ACC, the Pac-12, and the conference with Rutgers, aka the Big Ten, uh, are going to form some type of alliance uh what that means you know remains to be seen but essentially the rumors uh are along the lines of one they would discuss college issues affecting college football and more or less vote together on them they potentially would do some sort of scheduling um, which would include, you know, many of you probably are familiar, Big Ten ACC do this in basketball. They play a bunch of crossover games over the course of a couple of nights. So there's a talk of doing that, but across three conferences. Um, and then there's also the talk of maybe negotiating, using that leverage to negotiate uh, more money on the TV side. So from everything that I've seen over the past, couple of weeks essentially what their thought what the thought is is they're going to start to try to squeeze the sec a little bit but squeeze them out of the schedules and squeeze them on the tv side of things um they're trying they also it would allow by including all three of these conferences it would allow notre dame to participate which would be a lot of tv money as well because they would be able to get all their games in uh that they want to play yearly but also participate potentially as an acc member um so we just kind of, I guess we want to kick it around and get, you know, people's thoughts on what, you know, what do you think about it? Do you like it? Are you, in, you know, do you like the concept where you see it going, that sort of thing? Um, you know, I know we've all kind of been paying a little bit of attention to it. I, I have some thoughts, but I'll, I'll kick it over to Angle. Do you want to start? Yeah, I thought about, I had some sar- sarcastic stuff in the notes, but I thought about this a little bit. Um if we did six pods, would that work? If we had two pods in the ACC, two pods in the Pac-12, and two pods in the Big Ten, uh, there would be some sorting out to do. If it was all a, if it, I get that it's not a conference together, but if it's an alliance, I wonder if that then the pods could play each other, not unlike in Major League Baseball. So, um, Penn State, Maryland, Rutgers. I'm flying. I'm doing this on the fly. Help me with another Big Ten team, Indiana. Right? Yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe West Virginia. If they came from the Big Michigan Big Twelve, State. if they came from the Big Twelve, they could play. Uh, or it, maybe, maybe we take West Virginia. They play like Virginia Tech, Pittsburgh, Virginia, 
you get you get where I'm going. Like there could be some sort of like quote interleague play. I, I think that there could be some shared money and shared revenue. Maybe maybe Notre Dame's the key and that Rust Belt kind of system there, and maybe they can rise to the top and that gives them credit because they get to play Penn State and whatever. But you keep you keep the natural rivalries. Uh, you keep the stuff in the in the Big Twelve, the Big Twelve, or sorry, you keep the stuff in the Big Ten, the Big Ten. You've got the Michigan and and uh, up upper Midwest. And then you've got the Pac-12, and then every now and again they can cross games like a like a one and one like we've done in the past, and it allows a natural uh, alliance against what could be forming in the South. And so someone like a Clemson or a Florida State hasn't done anything recently, but a Notre Dame, an Oregon to not want to run to the South. I don't know why those teams would necessarily want to do that anyways, because going to LSU. Well, fun isn't isn't enjoyable if you're going to the South all the time. And I wonder if that kind of creates a natural shield against what's being formed in the South. Uh, we're a Southern podcast, so I kind of feel awkward talking about that. But um that's my thought immediately. Do you want my do you want my sarcastic thought that I put in the notes? Yeah, sure those and then I'll I'll uh, elaborate a little bit. Is this like when Chase Rice teamed up with a stronger person? so that he could finish second and be in the championship on Survivor. This really happened for those that don't know. <laughs> yeah, Chase Rice was on Survivor. <laughs> and he finished second because he teamed up with the stronger the stronger group of people so he could combat the one dude that he knew would be able to take him out. And then he went all the way to the finish line and then he lost five to four in a vote. And I didn't know who he was. I had to go back and look at this because Marty Smith interviewed him about it. And he, he doesn't like talking about it much because he's like, this is before I got famous. And, but like, I think that's what we're doing here, right? We're just teaming up against SEC and creating a large enough shield that we can get to the finish line. And then like, maybe just maybe we'll, we'll win or maybe they'll vote us out. Like, is that, is that, is that what we're doing? I don't mind teaming up with Oregon. I think they have sweet uniforms. I've, I'm on record as saying that <laughs> Logan, I, you know, um, and I kid, I guess my one joke will be, uh, I, I, I definitely am not going to look forward to 10 PM kickoff with Virginia tech facing whatever 50 uniforms, Oregon trots out onto the field that, that night. But that's um, going to happen. That's going to happen like once in the, in the pod system. If, if, if we can pull it, off right oh i i agree that's that's why i'm joking no yeah i actually i actually think this survivor analogy is kind of funny because i've been thinking about it you know it feels very survivorish in the sense of Mm -hmm. uh we're all sort of teaming up and then somewhere somewhere somebody's gonna stab somebody in the back and like eventually (laughs) it's going to happen like we're we're just looking to survive clemson and 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 Nah, we're we're yeah, looking it's, it's, to ensure the SEC doesn't dominate everyone, and that's exactly. really the, all that's going on right now. But l- let me let me provide a little bit of context. Nobody really knows what's going to happen, but what people have been talking about is, in terms of format, a conference schedule of seven or eight games. Your other four games would be crossover games with the Pac-12 and the Big Ten. You would not play any FCF schools. So, you know, one real loser are these, like, group of five schools. They live off of this income coming to play much bigger conferences and schools. That would disappear under this alliance, most likely. What it will do, though, 
is it'll generate a lot of attention. It'll generate a lot of TV revenue, which is the name of the game. And everybody's strength of schedule instantly gets more difficult, which is, is supposed to matter for the college football playoff. And then uh, what I've also seen is sort of like the Big Ten ACC challenge. It, you could roughly base it on, well, how did you finish last year? Or how are you ranked this year going into the season? And they match it up that way. Um, and there's even talk of maybe sprinkling the games, you know, instead of it being like your first four games, maybe sprinkling the games into, you know, week five or week nine or something like that. So that that's sort of the concept that's being floated along with the voting block that, you know, basically voting against the SEC's interests um, as a unit. Logan or Morgan, y'all want to? Yeah, I was gonna. You you definitely brought up something I wanted to talk about, and that's that if if this does truly happen, like you said, seven or so games will be we play each other in the ACC. The remaining four or so will be spent traveling to play Pac or the uh, the Big Ten, right? So then, like you said, therefore your your smaller games like ECU, ODU, Liberty. Yeah, JMU or even some other schools like they like you said they 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 that's it they're done like they don't get those those big TV revenue games for playing Tech or UNC or Clemson you know it's obviously chances of them winning aren't always big unless they play Virginia Tech um <laughs> you got that joke in there so we couldn't say it <laughs> but they, they they thrive on that because that's money for their school that they get for playing the bigger teams. And now they're stuck playing, you know, EC versus Coastal on a random weekday night on a channel that nobody watches or isn't even going to be able to see. And, and I'm not knocking Coastal. Maybe they'll get dragged in into one of the conferences that uh, yep. won't fall to the wayside. Like, I'm not, I'm not saying they won't or they will. I mean, if they continue to play as good as they are, they will get invited to join and, the ACC or somebody, if they, they decide they want to get bigger and bring in Cincinnati and uh, if ECU ever gets their shit together and it starts to become good again, um, you know, teams like that, but they, they pretty much fall to the wayside and no kid's going to want to come, unfortunately, is going to want to go play for them if they know they're not going to be highlighted on a Saturday night playing Clemson. So Logan, isn't this like one of these Marvel movies that you watch that we don't know anything about? Where like if we just invite like App State and ECU and Coastal and like all these teams that Morgan's talking about, they're gonna get shit on, right? Like Liberty, like all the teams that can beat Virginia Tech, right, Morgan? Yeah. So like all those teams, if we can invite yeah, them, so all the teams to that usually beat UNC on a regular basis, but not right now. In baseball, maybe, but um, so. <laughs> <laughs> if we can invite all of them to our alliance and then we get like in the Midwest, like what are like the fun teams? Like Kent State, I feel like that's a fun team, right? You guys, you guys watch football. You know where I'm going with this. Yeah. Like, like Navy, Air Force. I talked about this the other week. I don't know about Air Force, but like it would be a West Coast team. I don't know. San Diego State, don't they usually do a oh, Boise State? Would that be a good one? Like if we can invite them into like this, like, Shadow Shankly. Alliance, Shadow Alliance to keep the villainous whatever away. It just turns into Marvel football, right? 
That's 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 I, what I we're doing here. Going, but well, my whole rebuttal. take on my whole take on this whole thing is one: I don't like any of it, but I'm also a pragmatist that realizes that it's about self-preservation. And I, if I'm going to put lay my priorities out there, I care about one thing and really only one thing only. That's NC State. I want the Wolfpack to be preserved in a Power Five conference. Secondary to that, I'd like to see the ACC stay intact. All the ECUs and Coastal Carolinas and App States of the world don't care about them. You know, I don't want to do anything to help them out because they're already on the outside looking in. To paraphrase D- uh, Dave Chappelle, fuck them. That's why. And so I, I care about uh, NC State and secondary the ACC, but the the alliance I see could could work for a little bit. I mean, as a voting block and kind of scheduling some out-of-conference games. But the unintended consequence of that is I would not be surprised to see SEC just pull out altogether and have their own league, crown their own champion, and let's call a spade a spade. The, the best teams, t- say for one or two in the country, are going to be in the SEC. Mm-hmm. So then it becomes a comp- two different leagues competing. The NCAA is basically a non, non-starter at that point, which may not be the worst thing. But I do think there will be some unintended consequences if everyone gangs up against the SEC. Would anybody care if the SEC played on Saturday and our league played on Sunday? Would we would we all miss the football team and the uh, and the other teams that play that we don't talk about on this podcast for a year now? Not really, no. No, the NFL for yeah, watching college football. Yeah, but right, so I don't think it'll come to that. I do think that at some point SEC will. You're Logan's right. SEC would have to respond in some way. Like they're they're not they're going to get the point of this is to squeeze them out, and essentially you would remove them from your schedule, and you would vote against anything that they want to do as a group, and they're going to have to do something in response to that. Now I understand that that they currently are the most talent. It's certainly the most talented conference, top to bottom. No one can argue that. But you know, if the they get squeezed out on the rest, you know, two thirds of the country not caring about them because we're playing at each other. Who knows what five, 10 years looks like. So I think that's kind of the point of this is that they're trying to reality check what they're attempting to do because everybody's worried about their teams getting poached. Can I give the SEC a, a, a heads up? It may be us. It may be you. We've done a year of Southern podcasts. Trust me. We thought we'd be really, really famous by now. People don't care that much about the Southeast. I can promise you. And they don't care that much about Southeastern sports. I think uh, even there's been times this year where my wife's been like, it's a little much about the college football. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> SEC, if you want to take a note from us, I'm just saying we're, we're SEC, ACC network. We're available to all Bojangles, Raycom. If that still exists, we're available just saying we have experience now a year into this we can tell you what works with the people and what doesn't just being about the southeast we might have to you know in year two expand our borders a little bit to like the sec in chicago just and if we and if we really are making overtures to uh anyone who might be interested in this uh valuable <laughs> property that is miserable and reckless i think the number one bidder should be dave portnoy and barstool i'd much rather oh, work yeah. for those guys than than the mouse house with this be muzzled that's right. We say <laughs> we're unfiltered. We better not be unfiltered. So Barstool's the way. I'm just saying, SEC, don't go all things the South, if you get the way I'm saying that. 
because it doesn't always work out for you. Okay. Okay. Sometimes you need a little, little things, Bermuda and Maryland and Oregon and some other places in the country. <laughs> this is probably definitely not going to end up the way everybody wants it to be either. And at the end of the day, whether it be in two years or 10 years or 15 years, it's going to destroy a lot of crap. Oh yeah. I've, I haven't been it's, a uh, fan of, of expansion the last time we had this, this uh, carousel happening. Yeah. And I'm definitely not a fan now, but you know, you can't, can't fight reality. College football. What we uh, knew it to be is definitely hitting in a direction. We don't want it to. It's, it's trending to the old, old, Go ahead. No, it's. I'm just agreeing with you. Like it's, it's trending towards. I mean, we know where it's going. The NCAA is going to go away. It's getting like It's going to be minor league football. Yeah, and eventually, you know, I, uh, Mike Gundy said, even admitted, he's like, it's going to eventually be the Power Four, and then who knows after that? Like, it's yeah. not going to be. It's not going to be Power Five anymore, and um, and. Ultimately, what we're looking at is this is the 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 faux amateur athlete, you know, college model is starting to crumble under everybody chasing the cash. Yep. So NCA is going away. Who gets who's left standing and when and where? You know, we don't know. But this is definitely a step in that direction because I mean, this is it, they call it an alliance, and yeah, we're not going to crown one champion between the three of us, but it's, it's kind of a step towards the super conference model. Uh, one thing Morgan. We, we mentioned in here though, and I, we haven't touched on cause you know, it is all about football in terms of how these realignments shake out is, does it impact other sports? I haven't seen anything that has indicated that it would. Um, cause I think it's all about chasing TV revenue for football. But any thoughts on that subject? Why are you baiting me with this? I think it's you saw it said you saw it said lacrosse in parentheses. <laughs> we'd be the top ten in lacrosse. That's it. The end. If this happened, we'd be the top ten in lacrosse. We'd rule track and field. <laughs> I have other opinions on this. I sent a graphic about this earlier this week, and this may be dis- may be discussed in later episodes. I'll keep it. I'll keep. It, I'll save it for later. Well, I will say that I I do think it's very conceivable that there could be a plan where football is a separate entity altogether and then the conferences kind of remain for the other sports because there's no need to go to mega conferences for basketball and baseball and all the other Olympic sports that no one cares about. So it's really the revenue sports. I mean, it's really a revenue sport. It's football. if, If that's a separate entity and everything else remained the same, I don't see how that's necessarily the worst case scenario. We could we could be pretty competitive at basketball. Yeah, comparatively. Um, baseball, we kind of, I feel like we've run away with it. Um, I, academia, endowments, does that, does that stuff matter? Does that stuff matter for TV money? Do, do people, I I don't want to go into a revenue discussion. I mean, like do, do donors and crap, does any of that, I, I have no clue. Does any of that play in or is it all, is it all media? Like we talked about two weeks ago. 
I think well, it's it's kind of an all of the above thing. Like if you have a, yeah. a heavy donor base, that is a, definitely a factor. But I wouldn't say it's the only factor because obviously you have massive media contracts that matter. You have donor base. You have your mm-hmm. streaming capability of how many eyeballs you get to the set. Um, your attendance matters to a lesser degree, but it does matter. I, I think it media is a big thing, and the conference's ability to generate revenue, however they generate it, you know, so be it. It's but it's about you know who can generate the most. Yeah, all they, Logan basically just listed out all the ways you generate revenue in college sports, and however you get to whatever your number is, doesn't matter. It's about getting to that number, and um, you know, obviously, the more successful you are, the more money you're going to make. Clemson's an example of that. They're making a hell of a lot more money than they were 10, 15 years ago. But um, yeah, I mean, I can see how football could split off it into its own entity, and like. You know, it's it'll be interesting to see. I do think I, I like the idea of it, frankly, just because you got to do something. And I don't think adding West Virginia and Oklahoma State and stuff like that is a real move in the face of what the SEC is doing. Like you have to do something that I mean, people would want to watch Clemson, Ohio State. People would want to watch Oregon and Michigan or Notre Dame going, you know, does play. anybody really want to watch Michigan? I mean, <laughs> well, they they actually. I read this week that there's four team, you no, know, three teams that average four million viewers or more every football game. Michigan's one of. So even with how terrible they've been, they got the eyeballs. So that everybody means they cares about a lot your of facts and scientific data, Dustin. It goes <laughs> so. against my narrative. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, look. We've talked about it before, and we don't have to go down this road too far. But the the TV, you know, Comcast Xfinity model is going away. It's how many people who are going to sign up and pay money to stream your game. That's what matters. So, and soon we're going to find out some answers to that. I mean, the next five, ten years, TV contracts for, you know, New York City don't matter. It matters how many people are willing to tune in and pay that money for your network. It's too bad that cutting the cord wasn't around at the last expansion just because that would have kept teams like Rutgers and Boston College and people like that on the outside looking in. They wouldn't be weighing down the conferences that they are in. Yeah, I was going to say that. Um, I don't want to be in a conference with Rutgers, so uh, (laughs) (laughs) just saying like, Last time I checked, Chase Rice on Survivor, he was in alliance with all good people. So, you know, I mean, look, we can sacrifice Piggy immediately, but like this is Lord of the Flies eventually, you know? So somebody has to blow the conch shell at the end. I think you'd fit right in a Fredkers. All right. So, um, my, my last final thoughts are on on expansions and getting you know joining alliances with teams is, um, I don't know, I don't, I don't really have any other words. I guess I just I, I'm I'm annoyed with college football and the way it's hitting and the SEC. It's just it part of me kind of wants to go back to the old days of college football and just. But those days are gone. I think I know why you want to do that, Morgan. 
I mean, I'm not saying I want to go back to the old days of like Virginia Tech consistently winning. I mean, that that's long gone, but <laughs> that's why you want to. That's why you're such a traditionalist. <laughs> I mean, who's to say in, in 15 years there's like you say, college football just goes off and does a whole entire thing. There's no SEC, Pac-12, ACC. They're all just 30-some teams in a big pool fighting for two teams to be a trophy. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the other model yeah. that's being floated out there. Eventually, this turns into NFL on Saturday, and you have AFC well, and NFC, and, and somebody plays for yeah. a Super Bowl. Yeah. it's eventually like you like we've said before in the last week or so as it's basically going to become a minor league nfl and just because they're already making money right now yep don't you don't you guys maybe i'm speaking for myself here maybe i'm speaking out of turn don't you guys think that you would care so much less if it wasn't regional in some way like yeah. the pod system or the conferences or the i mean like we, it's fun. We don't really hate the Big Ten. I watch them if they're playing and if they're playing a ranked team. But like at the same time, like I like that it's the South or the Atlantic or the whatever you want to call it. I like that the lacrosse teams are the, from the same area. I, you know, I just, I, I hate yeah. to be that way. But like when I go out to San Francisco, like I'm accepting of the fact that when we're on the West Coast, they do West Coast things. You know, I just, I don't. I don't appreciate when I go to Arizona and I see a Buffalo Bills fan. It's cool you're there, but like I, I you're not bringing Buffalo with you. It's not like you got. <laughs> well, maybe you are. Maybe you're throwing through people through a table or something. But I just, I do you get what I'm saying? Like the, yeah. like the, I don't know. It just doesn't have the I, same. I, I think you're similar to rivalries, like. Carolina basketball, like the fun in watching college sports is that just pure rivalry mm-hmm. that has existed and, and that we've in a way created between conferences. Like yeah. we, we we're like, yeah, forget the big 10. Like we don't like that. We hate the big, you know, like we create this like narrative so that we could have fun watching the games and be invest and we can be invested mm-hmm. in games that our teams don't play in it. So I don't care about NFL Sunday. And so, you know, when the Redskins aren't playing, I don't want to watch it. It, it means nothing to me. And I would much prefer college football because I can find a reason to hate somebody or to fool for somebody. And right. so I think what you're saying is the deeper meaning behind it is we've got these like regional or, you know, conference allegiances that we grab onto and that's what makes it fun. And if it goes away, is it going to be as fun anymore? Probably not. Logan, isn't this when you should chime in with your heels versus whatever in wrestling term, we all need a heel. We all need a, what is it? A hero or something? A face, baby face. Okay. There you go. There you go. And if you don't, if you don't have the proper heels, nobody gives a damn about the baby face. And there a lot you go. Of time, like, so you got to have the bad guy. I mean, yep. Just saying. So, all right. Moving into everyone's favorite topic. It's always <laughs> as mysterious as the 1980s lunch meat and a sloppy Joe. Morgan's cancel corner. Welcome back to another rousing episode of Morgan's canceled corner. Cancel. Cancel. <laughs> so, 
this week I had to think about it for a little bit, what I wanted to cancel. And um, I'm sure most people know that back on August, the beginning of August was the uh, 40th anniversary of MTV. You know, we all grew up watching MTV, whether it be Headbangers Ball for all the rock and metal bands or TRL, if you want to watch a countdown of boy bands or some crap like that. Um, occasionally they had some um, like a rated R comedy uh, shows on occasionally late night. But for the most part, turn on MTV for your to see if your one of your favorite bands music videos was going to be airing. Uh, but the last, oh, what, 25 years or so has been nothing but daytime TV garbage on MTV. <laughs> I mean, for instance, on the 40th anniversary, if you look at the channel lineup, it was nothing but ridiculousness all effing day long. <laughs> not even not even five minutes of music videos. You know, nothing. No, none of the old um, hosts that used to be on, on MTV all day long. Nothing. There was nothing on it. The so, and, yeah, the VJs. Not none of them. You know, Matt Penfield, none of them. You know, so MTV, you're canceled. I'm, I'm tired. I'm, no more, no more challenge. No more ridiculousness or whateverness that they've. I think they got two new shows that end in mess. And I'm just no. <laughs> I don't care. Like I, I miss music videos. You know. It, that's in MTV stands for music television, not uh, you know, crap TV. Where yeah, we're gonna watch more bullshit TV. Yeah, it's Math. hey, let's Math watch television. <laughs> let's just watch reruns of Matt Derrick twenty four seven. Yeah, Ryan Derrick, whatever the hell his name is. Rob, but yeah, Rod, yeah, Rob. Rob Rod, who cares? He's, he used to be a he you used to be a good he, you canceled. You used to be a good skateboarder twenty years ago. Now you just stand on the screen. It, it's just it's horrible. It's like I don't even know why they are allowed to call it MTV anymore. Nobody wants to watch Snooky in the Jersey Shore. I mean, look, create your own station for all that crap. Call it crap station. I don't care. <laughs> C C T V sponsored by Morgan's Cancel Corner. <laughs> it's just it's horrible, man. There's there's nothing like there's no music tel- videos anymore. Granted, maybe people don't watch it anymore, but you know it doesn't mean you have to watch the channel. Turn on something else. Some people actually want to watch music videos like the like, old days, like on CMT on YouTube. Like on CMT, Morgan. Like we used to watch back in the day on Saturday mornings. Right before college football, we used to turn on CMT, and sure enough, you'd you'd see some some uh, who was it? We used to always look look forward to the the Carrie Underwood. Well, we'd see (laughs) some music videos. Yes, there was always some Miranda Lamberts and some other people. But we, oh god, she was depressing. But you know. They still do music videos on the weekends, right? They do. MTV, no. Yeah. You, you have to have like a it was a tears and Spectrum TV to, to watch. Like it was an MTV Live or whatever it is, where they have like the actual uh, some music channel. I don't know what it is, but I'm rambling here because I'm just pissed off. 
They should turn. They should turn, Morgan, because of everyone here's disdain for the Olympics. Half of the uh, sports on the challenge, which you canceled just now, into the Olympic events. And then we should send them all as Olympians and we should dope them up so they win everything. That's look, (laughs) if you want to be on reality TV, just dope them up and like send them out to like do like spelling bee, drunk spelling bee, or you know, rock climbing after you've had sex for five nights in a row with like a shit ton of vodka in your stomach. Like for those that don't know, watch the challenge for about 30 seconds. You'll figure out what I'm talking about. Are you trying to promote MTV at the same time as I'm trying to cancel it angle? Nope. I'm saying, I think we have a whole new class of Olympians. Now we have a whole new class of Olympians because you've canceled MTV. Now they need something to do with their life. So now we're going to win more gold medals in China just strictly on that. I'm I'm looking forward four years. Oh, don't worry I'm, about I'm, that. I'm looking. They'll, they'll alter their count, their gold medal count every time. So yeah, don't worry about that. <laughs> but MTV, you canceled. Agree. You're done. You're done. Cancel. If you if you don't want to cancel a station, that's fine. Just change your name. You're not allowed to be music television <laughs> anymore if you're not actually music related. I love it. So. All right. Anyway, that's it for Morgan's canceled corner this week. Tune in next time for another rousing episode of Morgan's canceled corner. Same canceled station, same canceled time. <laughs> canceled. Canceled. All right. So let me check with the producer here. It looks like we do have time this week for a bless your heart. We weren't going to kick oh, it off damn. once again. So, um, Ooh. Dustin, I guess you have one for us this week. End this on a positive note for once. I do. I do. We'll do positive right into the one-year anniversary. Um, There was a Polish Olympian uh, who, for the javelin event, I will call her Miss Maria, so I don't butcher her last name, her Polish last name. Uh, Five days after winning her silver medal, she decided to auction it off online. Why would she do that? Because an eight-year-old baby boy from Poland needed a life-saving heart surgery and he had to get it done at Stanford and it was going to cost $385,000 to get the surgery done. So half the money had been raised, but the other half was still waiting there. The, the fundraiser was not making any progress. She saw it. She was moved by it. She's a cancer survivor herself, actually. Um, and she decided to put up a silver medal and ask people to donate to the campaign and then whoever donated to help get over the goal would get her silver medal. Thanks to the Polish convenience store, Zapka, she met the goal and uh, they ended up telling her to keep the silver medal, which I thought was really great of them. And the best part, of course, being that they raised all the money that was needed for uh, this little boy to get his heart surgery. So she kept her silver medal. The little boy is getting her, his heart surgery and just a wonderful act of self, selflessness. So good on you, Miss Maria. Yeah. For all the hate on the Olympics. <laughs> yeah, I know, this right? Is great. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> I was so happy to see this come across in our text message group. Excellent story. Definitely so. Mm-hmm. All right, for episode 49 of Miserable and Reckless, stay tuned for episode 50, the one-year anniversary show coming up the next time you log in. Be prepared for a great show. 
for this week. I'm Logan, sitting here with Ryan, Dustin, and Morgan, and we will see you next time. Thank you.